Good morning to each one, and a greetings in Christ's name, and a welcome. I guess we could all go home now, couldn't we? I heard little Kate ask her mother after Brian was done with uh, devotional, if we're done yet, or if we're all done. And we could have been all done. Um, then, you know, the Sunday school lesson and, and, the, and the teaching there and the prodigal son and, 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 and there's so many things that we can learn from what we've heard so far. And we could go home full. And maybe I should just say it this way. Maybe we should all go home after today and make a study of Hebrews 9. Dive into Hebrews 9. Because it makes Christ's work and his shedding of his blood come alive. The ESV says there for verse 22, Indeed, under the law, almost everything is purified with blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is no remission, forgiveness of sins. And this morning, this morning I, I endeavor to hide under the blood, to hide behind the blood of Jesus Christ. I endeavor to, to point out the importance and the power of the blood. The title of the message this morning is The Power in the Blood. I'm going to take you on a, on, a, on, a, on a little bit of a journey this morning on the actual blood that runs through your veins. And this morning as I was hurriedly trying to shave, I happened to cut, and of course blood came out. And I couldn't get the stupid stuff to stop, right? You gotta come on, I can't put my white shirt on. I'm gonna be late for church, you gotta stop bleeding. So my wife got a band-aid and tucked it in there and, and then we went to church. And I think God allowed that for a reason this morning. You know, so many times when we when we hurt ourselves, we bleed. And sometimes the hurt wasn't that much, but the pain is the blood. The pain in getting to stop. It's the mental pain. It's not it doesn't hurt when it bleeds, right? But too many times we, we, we neglect or we don't stop and think of what actually the blood is doing when actually when you cut yourself and the blood comes out. The blood is there to what? What does the blood do when you, when it, when you cut yourself and it's bleeding? What is it doing? Cleansing. Cleansing. Healing. When sometimes, you know, this is just a, an article I found. I'm going to be reading some of that. Sometimes the body breaks and the blood arrives, rises to the surface. It stops the bleeding and begins a complex process of restoration. Our blood and our body. In the process, a transformation of blood takes place. As the blood begins to heal what is broken in you or on you, it, be it becomes the broken part. I find that fascinating. It voids, it void, it fills in the voids of the broken bones with blood. Internal injuries fills in the void with, with blood. And the blood becomes bone. It voids in broken skin, fills it with blood, and the blood becomes skin. Isn't that amazing? 
Whatever the need, the blood brings restore restoration in our life, in our bodies. You know, when you, you cut yourself pretty bad, there's a healthy scab that happens, and that scab is what? Made up of what? Blood. And that turns into some beautiful new skin if you leave it on. Additionally, the blood is constantly cleansing every cell, washing away the debris, the debris that accumulates all the, from all the time. Blood is unlimited in its movement throughout the body. Almost all other blood tissues are fixed. Almost all other tissues, body tissues, in your body are fixed. They stay in its place. But blood moves throughout the whole body. You know, such as muscle, bone, nerve, fat, skin, stays in its place. Blood, however, circulates throughout the body to every living cell, unites all the members with the head as well as the in individual members. I just love that picture. A drop of blood is small enough to fill a letter, the letter O in your Bible. A drop of blood, small enough to fill a letter O in your Bible, contains five million red cells. Now find an O in your Bible, and you picture with me that that one drop, just enough to fill in the O, find it fascinating, contains five million red cells, 300 templates, and 7,000 white blood cells. Six 60,000 60, miles of blood vessels, pathways throughout your body return to your heart in about 60, sorry, in about 20 seconds. I'm going to repeat, 60 miles of blood vessels throughout your body return back to your heart in about 20 seconds. The blood carries oxygen, nitrogen, nitrogens, nitrates, waste products, fights infections all at the same time. It fills our breaks and voids, becoming what, is, becoming what it needs to become to make us right and whole. Now, I could stop right there, and you go home and read Hebrews 9, and you make a study of the blood. Is there power in the blood? Would you have life this morning if blood wouldn't be flowing? Be dead. Blood is the biggest part of who we are as a physical body. Without it, there's no life. How much more shall the blood of Christ purge our conscience from this dead from dead works? How much more shall the blood of Christ cleanse us? There was this story that I read of this man that got that had severe burns all over his front of his body, severely burnt with a fire. And in the medical world, they did a, they're doing research in some of this stuff, and they they they. They brought him in and laid him on a bed and dumped a whole bucket of leeches over him. Leeches. A whole bucket of leeches. 
And you think, ah, oh, sick. But think with me a little bit. What do the leeches do? They eat all the dead skin, the dead stuff. And they suck up the blood. So imagine with me the burnt tissue has no more blood flowing through it. And as the leeches eat up the dead tissue, the dead skin, and as they begin to suck the blood, the blood comes through the skin tissue, the skin can then begin to heal itself. How much more shall the blood of Christ purge our conscience from dead works? For as one body, for as the body is one, 1 Corinthians 12, 12, and hath many members, and all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. If we walk in the light as he's in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. I'm going to take you back to Canaan, to the, to, the, to the time when the first shedding of blood took place. Where was that? Where was the first shedding of blood? In the Bible time. Adam and Eve. What did it, what was it, why did God see it need, why did God have to shed blood? For what purpose did God have to shed blood in the garden? To do what? To make a cover. Blood was needed to be shed, and then I'm going to need to be killed. So that God could properly clothe them, cover them. What about Cain and Abel? You know, God said, God told Abel he was pleased with his, with his sacrifice when he offered a lamb. He was pleased of shedding of blood. But in Cain's offering, he rejected. You know, I'm going to walk through some, of the, some happenings in the Bible in the Old Testament time. I'm just bringing out the point that blood to God was a big deal. When he made us. And as the children of Israel, as through the Old Testament and also into the New. God, God was pleased with Abel's offering, was shed blood. It was, it was a shedding of blood. And God rejected Cain's. And God will always reject. He will always reject the works of our hands if we try to gain redemption by them. Believe that this morning. If we try to gain redemption by the work of our hands, he's going to reject it. Like Cain did. He's going to reject your sacrifice. If we try to work our own redemption. To try to gain our redemption. It is nothing but except through the blood of the lamb. That provides redemption. Noah. What, what did Noah do when he came out of the ark? He, he sacrificed one of every clean animal. I think it says. There's a lot of shedding of blood. Shedding of blood in the Old Testament was used for worship. Was worshiping God, was pleasing to God. This morning we had about the prodigal son. And how, how the father said, go kill the fatted lamb. There was shedding of blood and there was joy. It brought a celebration. Abraham was called to offer up his son. And we know the story that God provided a lamb. And, offered, and Abraham offered it instead. Shedding of blood. Joseph's coat of many colors was dipped into the blood to deceive their dad in believing that he was eaten by a wild animal. And this is what was sobering to me. You know, sometimes the devil likes to make it look like the real deal, doesn't he, in our life. 
in our Christianity. He likes to make us think that, that what we're seeing is the effect of the blood of Christ. But if it's by the work of our hands, it's deception. You see, the dad of the Joseph's brothers knew full well when he saw the coat in blood what could have happened. There needed to be an animal killed to make that happen. But he thought the deception. I don't know if he believed that deception or not. You see, the blood is where we use. The blood is what, what, what as he saw that coat dripping in blood, it gave him, it gave, that coat became an identity. It took identity of, of, of death. An identity. You see, the blood it was used for the identity. When we see blood, we know something happened. We know we cut ourselves. We identify it with pain and with hurt. This morning when others see us, do they see us working out of Jesus' blood? Working out and working underneath salvation plan of the shed blood of Christ. Is it your identity? Is it your identity this morning? Are you identified with Christ? No, we find our identity in and by the blood. Jesus took, went to the cross. He came to this earth. He became a Passover lamb. He took on himself the form of a man. And he died to set you free by shedding of his blood. Turn with me to Exodus 12. Here is a Passover when the Israel when, when Israel left Egypt. And this morning, as I I endeavor to to bring out lessons of of applying the blood to our lives. Exodus. I'm in Egypt. I'm in Genesis here. I'm going to go to Exodus. Exodus 12. The children of Israel were, when God commanded Moses to, to tell the children of Israel to, to, to give them strict instructions to, to um, prepare the lamb, to kill it, and to put the blood on the doorposts and on the side posts. Can you imagine with me this morning that lamb was killed and that blood was applied. And as they sat in their houses that evening to eat the Passover meal with their clothes on and they're, and, and they're ready to go, and the death angel came through and he came up to the house and there was no blood. Can you imagine the chaos that happened, the, the, the weeping and the wailing that happened with no blood? Can you imagine when the angel went through Egypt and he came to the door and he couldn't get through the blood? The death angel couldn't penetrate through the blood. He couldn't enter that house and kill that firstborn because of the blood. What about us this morning? You know, we are, are, are we're, we're body, we're made up of, of, of mind, of spirit, soul, and body. Does every one of them elements, are they covered by the blood? As the mind, the soul, I mean the mind, the spirit, and the, and the body. I like to think of the doorpost, the body, the soul, and the body, the, door, the uprights, and the, the top piece. As the mind, the soul, I mean, sorry, the mind and the spirit. 
Is it covered? Are we covered by the blood of Jesus Christ? Are we living behind it and underneath it, protected by the blood? Do we have the blood applied to our lives? Can others see that the blood has been applied? Is it obvious? Is there a calmness and a peace in your house, in your soul? Throughout the test, throughout the old, throughout the whole New Old Testament, the shedding of blood was very useful. Was very, very much needed. It was given. It was a commandment, and they had to do it just right, as it as it says in Hebrews nine. This morning, I would like to look at John when John when he saw when John the Baptist saw Jesus coming, and he said, "Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world." Go back to Hebrews. Hebrews 9. Can you imagine to this this morning again that as God saw that he needed a perfect lamb to send to this earth to die, to shed his blood so that we could be saved. Matthew 26, 28 says, For this is my blood of the New, Test- New Covenant, which is shed for many for the remission of sin. Jesus shed his blood for you and I. It is the power in the blood. His desire is to convince us through the covenant that he made. He made a covenant with, with Abraham, and he made, he's made, he made a covenant with us through the seal of the blood of Jesus Christ. The blood of the new covenant came from the innocent veins of Jesus himself. And that blood wasn't cheap. It cost him everything, his life. This morning, how can we tap into the blood of Christ? How do we, how, how do we become partakers of Jesus Christ's blood? How can we live in the power of the blood? We need to die to ourselves and find ourselves at the cross to give it all up to die to ourselves, to find ourselves broken and fully surrendered to Christ and let the blood cover us. The blood should remove all the fear and the doubt. It's proof. God's blood is proof that he loves us. His promises will never fail because it's a covenant, his blood. The blood of Jesus is, brings redemption. Is redemption in 1 Peter 1, 18 and 19, For as much as we know that we are not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold, from your vain conversations received by tradition of your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as with the Lamb without blemish and without spot. Galatians three thirteen. Christ hath redeemed us from the curse. Precious blood of Jesus brings redemption. The blood of Jesus is reconcil- brings reconciliation. Colossians 1, 19-20. For it pleased the Father that, he, that in Him should all fullness dwell, and having made peace through the blood of, our, blood of His cross, by Him to reconcile all things unto Himself by Him. I say, neither, I say whether they be things on the earth or things in heaven. Brings reconciliation. Christ's love breaks down barriers. His blood enables us to be covered, free from sin, reconciled back to Him, and have a relationship with Christ. 
Ephesians 2, 12 and 13, that, that at that time we are without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenant of promise, having no hope and with God and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, ye have sometimes, uh, who sometimes were afar off, are made nigh by the blood of Christ. The blood of Christ. The blood of Jesus sanctif- it, it brings justification. Romans 5, 8 through 11. But God commanded his love toward us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not... And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received atonement. This morning, are you redeemed? Are you reconciled? And if you are, you are justified by the blood of Jesus Christ. It's a stamp of approval that He's mine. Christ is saying, "It's my. He's my child." I have justified my. I justified you by the my, what it costs me. I shed it all. I gave it all, and I'm going to put that stamp of approval, the blood of Jesus Christ, on your life, and it's going to justify you under me, under Christ. The blood of Jesus sanctifies, brings sanctification. Hebrews thirteen twelve. Therefore, Jesus said that he might sanctify the people with his own blood. Suffered without suffered without the gate. John, First John once said if you walk in the light as he is in the light we have fellowship one with another and the blood of jesus christ his son cleanses from all sin and if we say that we have no sin we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us if we confess our sins he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness we are sanctified by the blood of jesus christ that continuing washing of the word that continue reading of god's word and 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 Studying it, making it a part of our lives, and claiming the power of the blood sanctifies us. It's a daily experience. It's not a once and for all, but we gotta lot we gotta think. Are we living under the blood? Have we applied the blood to our lives? Are we living in the power of the blood? There is only one thing, and there's only one person throughout all history. Throughout all history. On heaven and on earth, that can get you to heaven. There's only one thing, one, one person, and that is the blood of Jesus Christ. You will not get there any other way. You need the blood. The blood that God, His only Son, that He gave up to send on this earth. You know, He, he said in Revelation, the thing it was that, or was not, that wasn't Revelation, where He predestinated he said in Genesis where he told the woman that, he, that there's going to be enmity between thy seed and, and, and your seed. But he was there saying that Christ is going to come down and he's going to destroy. He's going to, he's going to come down and bring salvation where he can be reconciled. Man can be reconciled back to God. Can be sanctified and justified under the blood of Jesus Christ. And someday there's going to be, there's going to be strife between the seed of the woman and the seed from God, his son. When Christ came and he died and he shed his blood and he rose from the grave, made it possible that we can be conquerors and, and, and be winners in him only through the blood of Jesus Christ. His precious blood, 
That's the only way you're going to live victorious this morning if you tap into the powerhouse of his blood. It is the blood of Jesus that forgives, that cleanses, that restores, that blots out the sin, that covers you. It covers you like he did in the garden with Adam and Eve. And I love when God says that he's going to remember them no more. You know, I love the picture that, that, that Jesus Christ's blood was so powerful that when it's applied to your sins, when it's applied to your life, that God can't even see through past the blood of his son to see what happened underneath it. God's not going to remember it anymore. It's the power in the blood. It's the picture that, that I get that, that Jesus, when Jesus gave it all, that, that he went and he shed his blood and his father can't even see past his son's blood because it's covered. Without the blood, there's no hope. There's no life. There's no future. Without the blood of Christ, there's no everlasting life. This morning, I had some times, I, as I, as I, this week, as I went through the week and my mind was wrestling with, 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 with weakness of mental weakness of spiritual weakness and I kept grappling with, with things that I normally don't struggle with and I, and I asked God, God, why? Why am I struggling this week so, so tired, mentally wore out? And one morning, as I sat thinking and crying out to God, the voice came to me and said, have you applied the blood? Did you apply the blood? There's power in the blood. You don't have to live discouraged, defeated. There's power there. Just tap into it. And I remember growing up, my dad made, this was some of dad's, I can still hear dad praying. Our room was joint. We could hear him through the, sometimes our room from where his study was. And as he, I could hear dad pleading with God. To cover him in the blood, to apply the blood on his life, that he could live throughout this day covered by the blood. And when you're covered by the blood, Satan can't penetrate the blood of Jesus Christ. And when Jesus shed his blood and he gave it all, and we apply it to our lives and we become in, in reconciled and justified and redeemed and sanctified under Jesus Christ, under, with his blood, we become royal family of the heavenly family. We become his sons and we become his daughters of the Almighty. You see, Jesus shed it all. He gave his blood for you and I. It is up to us to apply it. And applying it is simply living his word in faith and obedience to what he asks of us. And giving our life for him. Second Colossians 6. It says therefore come out from among them. And be separate saith the Lord. Touch not the unclean thing. And I will receive you. And I will be a father unto you. And ye shall be my sons and daughters. Saith the Lord almighty. Without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. Purge your conscience from the dead works to, the serve, to serve the living God. In Hebrews there it says, for now how much more the blood of Christ. This morning, Satan's greatest fear. I feel Satan's greatest fear is when he sees the blood. 
Satan's greatest fear is the power of the blood. His fate is greatest fear and it makes him tremble when he, when he knows that there's an individual that is operating under the realms and operating under the system of the power of Christ, the power of the blood, he trembles, he can't touch him, and he knows the power that individual has because that individual is able to arise above the circumstances, arise above the feelings of, of, of downness, of dryness, and he can't touch him when the individual lives in that power. Can't touch him. You know, I think the secret to the unlimited power of the blood. I think the secret, one of the secrets I think we should be in our lives is to tap into the unlimited power of praying and of witnessing is through the blood of Jesus Christ. It's nothing else and applying it to our lives daily. It is a blood that makes, makes the word of God powerful. It terrifies Satan and every demon in hell when he hears a soul that is set free. Because of the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. The power that can set the captive free. Break the chains. And, uh, uh, and it, that, that enslaves, enslaves us. Enslaves us as individuals. Sometimes we, we face so many things that come at us. And times it's good to just stop and reflect. What are we being enslaved to? There is nothing that the power of Jesus Christ, the power of the blood, cannot set us free from. There is nothing that it cannot set us free from. Do you believe that this morning? Is that settled in your hearts? Do you believe that the actual power of the blood can set you free from your emotional struggle, from whatever you're facing? There's nothing that it can't set you free from. And I think our Christianity in our world today has painted a, a dim picture of the blood of Jesus Christ. Has painted a picture of, of the lack of the power. And yeah, we're thankful for the blood and we're thankful that it cleanses us. But we know we stop there and we don't stop and we don't, we don't dig in a little further and just believe it and live out it. Can we just choose to apply the blood and move on with certain circumstances that come in our lives that, that inflict us, the devil tries to get at us, if we can just apply the blood in faith and let it. Do what Christ has done. Do what God does. Remember them no more. I know that's not possible in our human minds. But yes, it is possible through the power of the blood. It is the blood that guarantees our salvation. Jesus' blood. It conquered death. It conquered the hell. It conquered grave. It brings healing. It breaks generational sins. This morning, I am here to tell you that there's people that I know that have lived in generational sins and have broke it because of the power of Jesus Christ, the power of the blood. It breaks generational sins. We don't have to keep living in the generational sins that we sometimes find ourselves in, possibly inflicted with. The power of the blood covers us. The power of the blood frees us, sets us free. It's a living thing. It's alive. It's our life. It's our lifeblood of salvation. Without blood, without the blood of Jesus Christ, Christianity is a powerful, powerless... Sorry, Christianity, without the blood of Jesus Christ, Christianity is a powerless fraud. It's a fraud. And if we believe that, we find ourselves in direct conflict with or under the blood. We need to be under the blood. Without the blood of Jesus Christ, Christianity is a powerless fraud. Our preaching is meaningless. 
how I tremble at times just to think of our witness to a community and how effective we could be or how effective, ineffective we would be without the blood of the power of the blood. Without the blood, the church would be nothing. Why? Because we'd have nothing to offer. We'd have nothing to offer to your struggle. We'd have nothing to offer. We'd have, we would, couldn't be the, the, the mentors that Robbie talked about last Sunday. We couldn't be those people without the power of the blood. Without the power of Jesus Christ, the blood of Jesus Christ, the church would be nothing. It would have nothing to offer. It wouldn't, couldn't offer salvation for the struggling soul. The power of the blood. We need to ask God daily to cover us by the blood. So that we, so that, that it can protect us as we go from here. We live in a dark, evil society. And oh, if we could find, if I could find myself more tapping in, more applying the blood, faithfully applying the blood in faith and living out of that faith of applying the blood and believing the blood of the power of the blood. If I could just find myself doing that more faithfully and daily experience that, that Satan sees us and the demons of this world and the darkness of this evil society sees us about witnessing to our community, going about our, our, our lives, working for Christ and for what we find ourselves doing. What a powerful witness. Satan can't touch us because we are covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. This morning, are you covered? Are you covered by the blood? Do you have the blood applied when the death angel comes through and knocks at your heart door? That there's peace and there's rest in that door. Behind that door because you're covered by the blood. Or is there, is there chaos in your, in your heart, in, your, in the room, and then you, you, you wish to shut out some, some, some things that you struggle with and pain that you relate with? Find yourself giving it to Christ and applying the blood at the doorposts of your heart. Covered by the blood. You know, you see Satan, when Satan sees that blood applied on our doorposts, he can't touch us. He can't touch us. We are untouchable. Because of the blood of Jesus Christ, praise the Lord. Turn with me to Revelations 1 in closing. Revelations 1, 5, and it says, And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the king of the earth, unto him that hath loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood, and hath made us kings and priests unto God and his Father, and to him be glory, dominion forever and ever. Amen. Behold, I come with the clouds, and every eye shall see him, and they also which pierce him, and all <coughs> kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. Even so, amen. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, saith the Lord, which is, which was, and which is to come, the Almighty. Are you covered by the blood? Do you find your identity under the blood? Do you have the power of the blood surging through your veins and being a witness for Christ? Victorious victor. Let's pray. Let's kneel for prayer. Father, we come to you this morning. We thank you, Jesus, for coming to this earth. Thank you, Jesus, that you were able to, sh you came and you shed your blood and you died on the cross and you gave every drop 
for us. So that we can feed cleanse and we supply the blood and we can have new life in you that you could just, oh Father, help each one of us to tap in the power of the blood. The power that we get, that we ha can, can, can tap into with your word and through Jesus Christ. The power of being cleansed, being sanctified, justified. Father, we thank you and praise you. Thank you that you have made a way. Thank you that we can be reconciled back to you. That we can have a relationship with you only through the blood of Jesus Christ. We thank you in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.